Hello and welcome to another episode of the Hiring Enablement Podcast. My name is Gavin Spears, CEO of Solutions Driven, a global recruiting partner that guarantees right first-time hiring. In today's episode, we're going to talk about self-care and the link to hiring success. I'm joined by Angela Shell, HR Director of Omni Technologies, who is very passionate about this topic and a real believer in mindset and self-care that gets the, to get the best results. Angela is a dynamic HR leader with extensive HR and leadership experience. And in addition to her role at Omni, she also founded the HR Happy Place to combat and support burnout in the modern workplace. Angela blends expert knowledge with practical tools, empowering teams that she works with to manage stress, build resilience and cultivate positivity. And she absolutely leaves a lasting impact, empowering individuals to combat the burnout and also find fulfillment and really then thrive personally and professionally. So Angela, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Gavin. It's exciting to be here and get to be a part of this podcast and get to share these important information about this topic. Excellent. Good. And, and it's a really interesting topic. I mean, I think, you know, there is no doubt we can see not only burnout, but mindset, work-life balance being a really significant topic, in particular over the last two, three years. Maybe if we just dive in and, and just talk about the topic. I mean, I think as, as we look at hiring processes and as we talked about linking self-care to, to hiring success, how, how do you think practicing self-care positively influences candidate experience, for example, in the, in the hiring process? Um, that's a great question. So, you know, in practicing our self-care, it's really about showing up as our best selves each day. And when we're coming in, say, worn out, exhausted, overwhelmed, it's very difficult to be able to communicate very clearly with candidates. It's very difficult to be able to hear their needs. But when we come in after we're practicing that self-care, we're much better at communicating. We have a lot more patience. We genuinely want to hear from our candidates, and we want to provide them a more personal and positive experience. So in taking care of yourself, you're able to take care of the candidate. It's excellent. And, and I think that's really true. I mean, I think, you know, nine times out of 10 hiring leaders we support or speak to are busy, you know, are, are behind where they need to be, you know, and, and you're right, you know, candidates can pick up on that, you know, through the through the process. So I think making sure that you leave not only a positive impression, you know, but but getting that impression to influence the, the candidate experience as well. What about, I mean, in your experience, <clears throat> What, what strategies have you used to, I guess, you know, maintain that candidate-centric approach through a, through a hiring process? Any tips or insights that you would give? Yes. Um, so one of the things that I use that's very important is time blocking. Mm -hmm. um, I used to book my schedule, and it sounds really crazy, but when I would have, you know, 10 to 15 positions I needed to fill, I would book my schedule 30 minutes apart in my interviews. It's absolutely impossible to keep up that same pace, um, but feeling that pressure and feeling that need to make sure that I'm getting every candidate through, I'm getting, I'm filling every position that I need to fill, I was really just wearing myself out. So I started time blocking my schedule and I would allow myself, okay, you're going to do interviews for this two hours, and then you're going to take this break and you're gonna reset readjust, you're going to bring yourself back, you're going to do another two hours, and then you're going to take this break. And in doing that, we allow ourselves the time that we need to take care of ourselves and to take care of our candidates. 
Um, Another thing that we can do is really leverage our technology. Uh, We spend a lot of time doing a lot of manual process that takes up so much additional time out of our day that we're causing us to work longer hours. Mm -hmm. So if we evaluate our process and we really start leveraging what we can do, we eliminate all those additional tasks and we can provide a better experience for our candidates. We're able to follow up with them easier. We're able to go ahead and ask additional questions or do assessments um, to be able to evaluate them better. And we're just providing an overall better experience for them. Another thing I do is really build out my community and I get a collaborative effort from them. So I involve myself in like HR roundtables or I involve myself on social media platforms like LinkedIn. Um, And I get feedback from other people as to what they're doing to better improve themselves so that I can incorporate it into mine and make sure that I'm keeping up with how the candidates need to be kept up with as far as what correspondence are they wanting? Are they wanting us to follow up every day or they want us to follow up once a week? What's working in other industries that I could maybe incorporate into mine, but keeping myself very present into what's going on day to day. Excellent and really good insights. Maybe just on that before we before we move on, um, how does that translate into other hiring leaders in the business? I mean, I'm sure with your experience, there's been many that maybe don't spend enough time on you know caring for themselves, evaluating you know what they need to support others in the hiring process. How do you translate your you know mindset in that area and support other hiring managers? Mm-hmm. So dealing, you know, speaking with other people in the industry, whether it be um, talent talent acquisition or it be recruiters, um, human resource professionals, uh, hiring managers, because, you know, we're not only the people that hire, we also have managers that interview, supervisors that interview. It's really teaching them that they will have a fresh mindset and they will be operating in a clearer space if they're taking care of themselves, but you have to show them. So, you know, when I do that for work, it's like saying for a second, okay, I'm gonna take 60 seconds after this meeting and I'm going to just sit and make myself a little bit more present, reset my focus and be able to bring myself more to the next meeting that I'm stepping into. And as we teach our people around us to do those, they're better able to take care of themselves. You know, a lot of people talk about culture, but if you can't show up and you can't show people that it's important to take care of themselves, they don't learn that. And our culture is by action. It isn't just something that we do. So if we're taking the action and we're saying, oh, wait a minute, I think I need to maybe take a break or maybe I need to walk outside and change my focus um, for just a couple of minutes. It doesn't have to be a long period of time, but you're getting them to build habits. Build a mm-hmm. habit that's going to take care of yourself and making them yeah. aware that it's okay. It's okay for you to prioritize your self-care. Mm-hmm. It's excellent. What about the correlation to just taking that time for yourself as a, and, and then the link to decision-making? I mean, I guess there's a lot of research out there on you know clear minds, better decisions, but what's your thoughts on how that translates into not only better hiring decisions, but also just better, you know, business decision-making. Yeah. So we're all leaders, right? doesn't really mm-hmm. matter what, what our title is, but we're also all human. 
How many of us, I don't know one of us, but if you could tell me of one that can walk through this life and not experience it on some level with some form of stress, you know, many of us have families, many of us have relationship problems, maybe we're taking care of children, maybe we're managing college degrees, going for education, you know, we're all experiencing some form of stress. And as leaders, it's important for us to set those examples for the people around us of how to take care of ourselves. So when we create that culture of value of well-being, we're sending that out to our teams, we're sending that out to our employees, and we're showing them the importance. And we're also saying, you're important to us. You know, we're showing you this is how we're going to take care of ourselves. And we want you to do that because you are important to us. Yeah, really, really powerful message. I, I mean, I think we see a lot of clients talking about, you know, the right hire, you know, best hiring processes, almost the, the hiring excellence. In, in your terms, in your words, how would you describe hiring excellence as it relates to not only the hiring result, but getting that right balance, you know, space to think, you know, through a hiring process? So hiring excellence, um, to me, if you're, if you're going to put in a process that is meeting your candidate and it's meeting who you are, you really need to line out what that's going to look like. You're also going to be able to remember, which many of us forget, that those candidates are just as human as we are. Yep. Um, so those candidates are dealing with maybe they've lost their job. Maybe they're needing to leave a toxic environment. We need to have a lot more patience in how those people are able to show up. So yep. by taking care of ourselves, we're able to be a bit more engaged. We're being able to relate better to them on what's happening on the human level. Um, I also very much encourage people <clears throat> to set clear boundaries on things that are important so that you're not working longer hours, you're not overworking yourselves, you're not taking it to the point where it's just overwhelming and you're not able to show up for anyone any longer. So set the clear boundaries of what is good for you. And that's different for everyone. If I have more time on a Monday, I will extend that. If I have more time on a Wednesday, I will extend it. But if I don't, then I set very clear boundaries. If this is the amount that I'm able to show up, this is going to give the best me to that candidate. And this is how I make their experience that, that much more excellent. Super, great. And, and what about any practical steps? So for any HRT leader who is maybe feeling burnt out themselves, you know, maybe feeling that their hiring teams are not as present as they could be, maybe feeling that the, the candidate experience isn't as human as you mentioned, you know, as it, as it should be. Any practical steps on what they can do to just try and build in a bit of thinking time, you know, care time through the process? Absolutely. So we spend a lot of time um, blocking out meetings in 30 and 60 minute intervals. Uh, my suggestion to that is making sure that you either leave time in between or you shorten your meeting times to maybe 25 minutes or 55 minutes and you allow yourself that little five minute break in between just to reset, re-energize your thoughts, get yourself more present into what's happening, 
And that way you're not just going from one interview to the next interview to the next interview until you're just by the end of the day, you haven't had lunch, you haven't had a break, you don't even know where the day is gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, as I say, I remember those days thinking that's what I needed to do to get through the candidates. Um, and it was so exhausting. But really making it a priority to set your schedule that way. I also really encourage people to spend some time doing personal learning and professional learning. So when you're investing time into yourself, even if it's saying, okay, I'm going to take a 15 minute break and I'm going to read one chapter in something that's going to make me change my focus, think about ways that I could do something better or the ways I can take care of myself better. You're constantly growing your process. The other thing I always recommend doing is really looking at your community. Who is around you in your workplace? If you're working remotely, um, which a lot of people are still working remotely, we need new ways to be able to build that connection with our, with our teams. Yeah. So spend some time as you, as you meet over Zoom. Mm -hmm. Spend some time getting to know the people that you're meeting with. Maybe yeah. take a couple minutes at the start of a meeting or at the end of a meeting and building that connection. Talk to people. Talk about their interests, their hobbies. What do you like to do? What is it that you did over the weekend? What is something that you're working on that is very personal to you? Is there anything new happening that we could maybe go into a little bit deeper as far as like, what books are you reading? What music do you like? Do you like to go to concerts? You want to build a more personal connection than just going, how's everybody doing today? 99% of us are going to answer fine. Yeah. <laughs> we're not yeah. going to, we're not going to actually share mm -hmm. what's happening in our lives. And we have to build that connection so that we're meeting people where they are too. We're yeah. understanding that connection with them. We're building those relationships with them. And then we can talk about what's going on. We all need support. We're in this life together and we need to show up for each other that way. Yeah. So when you have those connections, whether it's if you're in person or you're over Zoom, there's many ways that you can look at taking those moments, just a couple minutes at a time when you meet and really starting to talk to each other. Super, really, really good. Um, I mean, I think there's no doubt, you know, if we look back in the last two, three years, I think when when remote working has increased, I think burnout has increased at the, at the same time, you know, and I think that as much as many people say you know, they want to work remotely, you know, then what happens is that burnout or secondly, the, the kind of feeling, you know, disjointed and disconnected from people. And you can very quickly, as you say, you know, just get into a routine of Zoom fatigue, Teams fatigues, et cetera. So I, I really, I think some of the, the points you make there are, are excellent. Maybe my last question to you would be, um, you know, if you look back through your, your HR leadership career, would there be any particular advice you would give other HR leaders, you know, in terms of lessons learned or, or thoughts from your site? Yeah, there's, you know, over the years I have learned um, there are many life experiences that when we are showing up, our people are really the most important thing. I know that we say that in general, but as an HR professional, we spend so much time making sure that we are there for every employee in the company. Yeah. 
We really want to be there for you. We want to show up. We want to help you. We want to know what's going on. How can we make your work life better? Is there something we can help you even in your personal life? Is there something going on? And when we're doing that every day, all day, it's very easy to not prioritize our own self-care. So the biggest lesson I have is when I am showing up as my best self, when I'm when I am prioritizing my self-care and I'm taking the time to commit to those habits of taking care of me, I'm able to do a way better job at showing up for everyone else there. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And I think your point is really valid. I mean, you know, in organizations, who who's helping the HR and TA leaders, you know, as they try and help, you know, the, the wider business from people and, and hiring objectives. Angela, that was excellent. A really, a really good overview and a really interesting topic. And I think there's no doubt that, you know, as we look at the future of hiring and what's changing, and yes, there's automation and yes, there's tools, but ultimately people engage with people, you know, and I do believe the human to human connection, you know, needs to be, you know, strong. And, and I also think that just taking that moment from a self-care point of view, you know, really does increase your chance of, you know, having your, your best self, you know, in, in front of candidates, hiring teams, etc. So really excellent. I really appreciate your time. Hopefully the listeners have enjoyed what we've discussed today. As always, if you've got any feedback on any other topics that you would like us to, to talk through, please drop me a note. And thanks again for listening. And Angela, thank you very much for your time. It's been a pleasure to, to speak with you. Thank you, Gavin. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you.